Welcome to The Remarkables, Grant Thornton's podcast that seeks to uncover stories about remarkable people doing incredible things for their community, bettering the world for future generations and inspiring others to do the same. I'm Rebecca Archer, and today I'm joined by Jodie Geddes from Circle In, a digital-first employee benefits platform. Jodie and co-founder Kate founded Circle In to provide expert advice through a range of tools, tips and programs for employees with caregiving roles, as well as their managers, ensuring that people can access support no matter where they are in their life journey. Thanks for joining us, Jodie. Oh, it's great to be here. So Jodie, first of all, tell us how Circle In came to be. I'd love to. Well, my I've got two little girls. They're now seven and nine. And that gives you an idea of how long, you know, we've been working on the business and thinking about it. So I had 18 years corporate experience and I went off to have my first child and experienced the feelings of disconnection, out of sight, out of mind, and importantly, lack of manager support and What's interesting is the manager piece has now become a really core part of what we do because we realise how important, you know, the role of the manager is through every stage of parenthood and caregiving. But when I returned 10 months later, it had a huge impact on my confidence and settling back into the workplace. Kate, my co-founder, had a similar experience and she often tells the story that she, you know, returned to find that she was now reporting to a peer who was based overseas and no one had told her. And We often tell these stories and we're met with a lot of nodding heads and we got together, realised that this was a bigger issue than just us. In fact, you know, we spoke to over a thousand working parents and they all told us that they were having similar challenges. And we also knew on the flip side, HR teams were seeking a better way to manage, you know, the parental leave experience and beyond. So We took the huge leap of faith and left our corporate roles back in 2017, launched our business offering in 2018, and really proud to say that today we now support over 80 companies globally, have a presence in eight countries. And, you know, what drives me every day is our purpose, and that is to create workplaces that care. It's what inspires us. And what we're here to do is actually create a more caring environment where people feel supported by not only their workplace, but also by their manager and can, you know, achieve their both career and personal aspirations. Now, we were reading in your latest report that 73% of fathers want to take paid parental leave, but 36% of organisations still don't offer leave on top of the government entitlements that are on offer. How can we Mm -hmm. continue to change the perception around caregiving, do you think? We've been in market now for you know, almost five years and we've seen huge change in that time. I've got to say, you know, when we first started, it, it wasn't the norm to see dads taking parental leave, but we are seeing change and really thankful for the organisations that we work with, like Grant Thornton, that are really driving this change. It, You know, there's a number of ways. It's having the right support in place, but it all comes down to having the right culture. You know, the role modelling, leading from the top, you know, creating an environment where it isn't seen as, you know, only women taking parental leave. We want to make it, you know, gender neutral. And what's really interesting is that with the research that came out, you know, 100% of men aged 18 to 24 plan to take parental leave. So we're really seeing a shift in this next generation coming through and their mindset and how they're thinking about the role of a caregiver, which really excites us. So the reality is, you know, companies have to actually keep up I'm confident that change is happening, maybe not fast enough, but it is happening and, and really excited with, you know, the companies we work with and some of the results and impact that we're seeing. 
Do you think that this mindset change is something that we are going to see happen fairly rapidly or do you think that there is still really a lag with both government and private sector organisations? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question and it's probably a whole nother podcast. I think there's a bit of both here. I think government don't need to step up and we are seeing change, although, you know, if you look at us, you know, across all OECD countries, we're still quite towards the bottom in terms of, you know, our paid leave offering and, and how we're approaching this, you know, compared to, say, the Nordic countries and, and Europe and so forth that are incredibly progressive. Companies do need to play a key role in this. And I think what they're now seeing in COVID is fast-tracked, you know, flexibility, our thinking around this in that, you know, it's no longer about work and home life. The lines are blurred. And if you want to be seen as a great place to work and attract great talent, you know, you need to be supporting all types of, you know, needs. And a major need is those of caregivers and parents. So we're certainly seeing that organisations want to be seen as a family-friendly workplace. And to do that, they want to make sure that they've got the right support in place. And I often talk about, you know, it's one thing to have a great policy but you need to have the support as well. And that's where we come in, you know, from a circle in perspective, you can't have one or the other. It is about having both. And, you know, my experience, I had an amazing policy at the time, but I lacked the support. And for me, the support was actually more important. So needs are different, but I think overall, it's employees now driving this change in that if you want to attract great staff and if you want to retain talent, you absolutely need to be, you know, supporting them with their needs. Now, you talk about authentic conversations, improving employee experience. I'm wondering what advice do you have around those authentic and potentially in confidence conversations? Yeah, so we we talk a lot about empathetic leadership and it's something that I am incredibly passionate about. And in fact, you know, we've started our own podcast about this, talking to leaders and, and what it means. And the leaders I've been talking to, it's such an interesting conversation. You know, when I ask them, are you an empathetic leader? How many of them actually come out and, you know, say, I-, I wasn't, but I've learned the skills and that's okay. I think, you know, being authentic and being an empathetic leader, it's about, you know, listening. Listening has come up a lot. You know, that's a core skill, actually active listening, you know, showing respect, having respectful conversations. And someone said to me recently on, on the podcast that I love, they said, you know, the cheapest bonus you can give is, is by simply saying thank you. Again, it's it's these simple things that, you know, employees are craving. And I know when I speak about, you know, what makes a manager great and what makes a manager bad, it comes back to, you know, they cared for me. They they listened. They respected my needs. In your, you know, we all know that you can't have a high-performing team without showing empathy and without that empathetic leadership. So it is super important. It's something that now is not a nice to have. It's actually a course skill set that we know that leaders need to to demonstrate and that employees are craving for. I'd love to hear more about your podcast series. So how did that come about and what sorts of things do you cover? What's coming up in that series? You know, with what we do, we know the role of managers is so critical and, you know, often managers don't know what to say or what to do and they just need to be reminded. We know managers are, are time poor. They genuinely want to do the right thing and you know, what we know is that showing empathy and those listening skills are so critical, especially in those key moments throughout an employee's journey within an organisation. You know, whether it's someone telling a manager that they're now going through menopause, 
telling a manager that they've just lost a loved one or maybe their partner has just been diagnosed with cancer. How do you respond in those moments and how do you show real empathy? And, you know, I was talking to someone recently who was incredibly senior and had been there for six years and, you know, she finally had the courage to tell her manager that she was embarking on menopause and he sat and didn't actually respond to that and then continued the conversation with, you know, her next one-on-one and and what's needed with her performance and so forth, just totally disregarded everything. And she went on to say that she resigned four weeks later. You know, so showing empathy is so important. So it's really, it's core to what we do at Circle In. So we started what we call now Empathy Talks. And what we're trying to do is speak to leaders about, you know, what it means to them and actually unpack, you know, is it a skill set you can learn? Is it something that comes naturally to them? You know, yesterday I spoke to the former, you know, founder of, you know, huge engineering construction company, and he spoke about that for him, it didn't come naturally. You know, he was a very direct leader, but he learned it over time. So it's really just unpacking that side, but importantly, what are some practical things you can do? Because you don't have to have all the answers. And, you know, I love that. The cheapest bonus you can say is by saying thank you. There's some really quick little things that leaders can do to actually start to build that muscle of being more empathetic. That's a really great example, but I'm curious, how do people learn to be empathetic? I mean, how can people get better at walking in other people's shoes and experiencing what they're going through and then learning from that experience to be better leaders? It's funny you say that. It's actually a new product we're working on at the moment. What we find, and I think, you know, it goes back to Circle In, we all learn through storytelling. You know, that's, I, I really am a big believer. I mean, today I'm sitting here telling my story. You know, it's it's by sharing the good, the bad. I know for me as a leader, I learn more through what not to do than what to do. So what we really want to do is, is we want to help leaders and actually all employees to be more empathetic. And we're going to do that by storytelling and sharing practical examples. So not, not only the what it is that you could do, but the how and actually you know, bringing it to life through good and bad examples. So it's not a hard skill to learn. I think it's also, you know, I'm a big believer in that you don't learn these things through a a one-day workshop or, you know, a three-hour webinar. It's about how do you build that continuous um, muscle? And it's a bit like exercise, you know, training each day. How do we give people short, sharp grabs that are just going to continually educate them on what they can do to make that mindset change? Do you think things like volunteering in the community or becoming a little bit more open to discussing the way that you're feeling, things like that, could those sorts of techniques help someone who feels as though, oh, look, I didn't really have empathy or didn't lead with empathy? Oh, 100%. Like it's about opening up the conversation and, you know, some of the simple things like Add your personal touch to your meetings. Ask everyone to share the highlight of the weekend. Ask everyone to share how they're feeling. There's so many things that you can, you know, saying thank you for hard work, you know, connecting with your team and sharing a personal story, inviting people to share their stories, but encouraging people. If someone's had a difficult meeting, send them a little text or a little note to say, hey, well done and thank you for your contribution. People at the end of the day want to feel cared for and want to feel like, you know, they are valued. And it's the simple things like thank you. And it goes back to listening. 
So they're not, we're not trying to teach technical leadership skills here. This is simple active listening and simple skills that everyone can build. Again, it's just getting those little nudges to remind you. And I know when I get that little nudge, you know, hey, you know, ask everyone to share a personal story. That, that gives me a little trigger to think I might do that in my next meeting. How great will I look? So that's actually what we're trying to do is nudge people to give them these beautiful little tips that actually, you know, are going to enable them to be a more empathetic leader. I remember working for an organisation that I won't name on this podcast years ago and I was, you know, quite young early into my career. I was doing a lot of hard work, really long hours, staying quite late, putting 110% into everything I was doing. And I just sort of got to the stage where I thought, no one has even acknowledged this. No one has said great work or thank you. As you're saying, thank you is such a powerful expression to use with people. And I got to the end of that period and went, I'm going to claim every single little minute of overtime because I felt so undervalued by the lack of acknowledgement of my extra effort. So I guess that this is, you know, just to illustrate that I suppose every person would have a story like that where they've really worked hard or to the best of their ability and it feels as though it's gone unnoticed. Oh, it's, that's a beautiful example. At the end of the day, everyone wants to feel appreciated and acknowledged. And you're going to get more out of your employees, more out of your team. If you can show that little bit of acknowledgement, show them that you care, you will get tenfold back. We all want to work for someone who appreciates us. You know, it's no different to your relationships with your friends, with, you know, your partner at home. If you want to feel respected, acknowledged, cared for, all of those things and how beautiful is it when someone says to you, hey, great work, I'm so proud of you. You feel great and you want to give them more. So there's no doubt you're going to get more out of your team, out of everyone in, in your environment if you can actually start to show these simple skills. And you're right, start by saying thank you more. Start by saying, can I try and say thank you three times more a week? And what will that do? And then take a moment to reflect on how someone responds to that. You know, what's their facial language like? What's their body language? Because you'll see people smile and you're going to feel great as well. So, yeah, there's a lot to be said for, and you can see how passionate I am about this empathetic leadership. And I get that there's technical skills that we all need as leaders. But for me, I feel like this is the more important side. And it's what, what people want now in this new working world. It is a different world, you know, where I keep saying the lines of work and home are blurred and we're opening up. I'm coming to you today from my house. You know, I've got kids running around. You're now in my environment. So we we do want to start with perhaps a personal conversation. How are you? How are things for you at home this morning? Again, it's it's that level of respect. You started prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, but obviously that huge global event saw people working remotely and isolating. How much of an impact do you think COVID has had in terms of changing people's perceptions around leadership and workplace culture? Enormously. I mean, when we launched back in 2017, we were almost creating the market. We were quite new. I remember we went to the US and we had a really successful trip out of that. We signed some incredible brands. We were very new. Supporting caregivers and parents was quite a new thing. Then we saw COVID hit and everything changed overnight. And what created was this thing called the care economy. And I've never seen more more startups and more programs than in the last few years around supporting caregivers because it's now become an absolute must-have. And in fact, one in three now 
say that family benefits are their most important benefits that they're seeking, you know, for an organisation. And, you know, we recently hired two new uh, senior people to our organisation and through through the interview, it wasn't salary that was driving them. It was our purpose, our benefits. Tell us about how you work flexibly. Tell us about hours. Is it about output? You know, they really wanted to dive into how we are going to support them. They're both wanting to work four days a week and we've supported that. So for them, that aspect was far more important. So yeah, COVID has absolutely changed everything. I think you know, and what we're certainly seeing is that organisations that are prioritising this, that are creating a budget for it and, and are making this something that is critical for their staff, like we're doing for Grant Thornton, you know, they're reaping the rewards because employees are feeling like they're cared for. And that goes a long way right now. Jody, you've obviously had a great impact on a lot of your clients, big name clients too. Are there any remarkable stories that you've come across through your work? Oh, I mean, there's so many and I can talk about, you know, at a macro level, you know, the impact we're having. But, you know, for me, I still don't go past like the beautiful individual emails we get from parents or users and just the impact or it could be this resource enabled me to have a better conversation with my manager. And that's what gets me excited. I was really proud of some of the work we did around menopause and raising that as a topic, you know, it's something that we don't talk enough about. And the reality is more women are going through menopause than going off and having a child each year. No one's talking about it. They don't know. It's like this big taboo. And what we found through our research is that actually the symptoms and the impact it can have on your career so much more significant than going through pregnancy. But as a result of our work, you know, it actually encouraged five organisations we work with to implement a menopause policy. You know, we saw one organisation actually create a hot women's Slack channel, you know, for women to actually gather and talk about, you know, how they're feeling. And I just, I love all those little stories. That's, that's what gets me excited. So yeah, there's lots at a bigger level, you know, at a company level, we've gone on to, you know, complete three raises and we have incredible backing of some of Australia's biggest investors. But it, it goes back to those individual stories and, and the, the impact and, and change that we're having. I'm interested to know when you were setting this up, obviously you would have done your research. Were you finding that there were any providers like Circle in, in the market or were you really just the first to get there? There were a couple, but what we found is that the way they were doing it was quite old school, quite traditional, and we wanted to shake things up. You know, I never, when we approached this, we didn't want people to feel like this was homework. So our brand, we often say, is very real and very practical. So we do a lot of storytelling and we bring everything to life through practical examples. You know, I'm, I don't want to read a big article on autism in kids about what it is. Tell me how how you can help me. What can I do? What are some practical things? So that's the lens we've taken with our products. So I think when we first launched, there were only a couple. Now there's a lot in market. I mean, we all have our differences. We don't really see anyone as competition because at the end of the day, there's a big enough market for us all to play in. We're all doing amazing things. And, and really, you know, if we can all be helping organisations, that's a great thing. It's interesting when you look abroad and, and what's in the US. I mean, they've got a very different pay print, well, they don't have pay parental leave um, in 11 states. And believe it or not, you actually apply for disability leave in the US when you go off to have a baby. But, you know, they're much bigger on the one-on-one -on -one support because, you know, in the absence of having a healthcare system, 
they need a lot more health support. So they've got very different offerings. And then in the UK, it's different. So it's definitely not a one size fits all. But yeah, we're really proud of what we've been able to do. And I think the market's changing pretty quickly. And yeah, we're excited with what we're looking to to bring to life this year. And just finally, Jodie, before I let you go, I wonder what's next for Circle In? Any exciting collaborations with other businesses or what are your plans going forward? I've talked a little bit about this, but we're going to be launching a new product later this year that will essentially help employees, managers to be more empathetic. But we're really looking to disrupt the space and do it a little differently, which is exciting. Um, We don't like to be the norm. So That's really energising me at the moment. It's still early days, but we're getting incredible feedback from our customers. We know there's a huge gap. And I think what we're seeing is, you know, we're now talking to six generations. So the way one generation at the older end is consuming content is quite different to the young generation coming through. So we're really looking to hopefully address that and look at those early managers coming through and, and, Let's equip them. Let's get them armed with as much as we can and set them up for success because the reality is they're now growing up and leading in a very different environment, you know, not face-to-face. Who are they learning from? You know, I learned from leaders sitting next to me at my desk and so forth. So it's a very different world we now find ourselves in. But at the same time, that presents incredible opportunities. So we're super energised. We've just closed our third round. So we're set up for success and future growth and scale. Jody, thank you so much for your time. It's been so interesting to hear about the very, very important work that you're doing. If people want to follow your journey, how do they do that? How should they go about getting in touch or looking at what you do in a little bit more depth? I'd say, I mean, we're really active on LinkedIn. Follow us on LinkedIn. You can follow myself personally or my co-founder, Kate. Otherwise, circling.com, you can have a look at. But we obviously support Grant Thornton with our our platform. So if you haven't subscribed, please jump on. There's so much there, so many great resources to support every type of parent caregiver across every stage, whether you've got teenage kids, you know, you're about to go through pregnancy or, you know, you may be caring for a loved one. There's over 900 pieces there to support you. So really encourage you to, to jump in and have a look around. If you liked this podcast and would like to hear more Remarkable stories, you can find, like and subscribe to the Remarkables podcast by Grant Thornton Australia on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a review or ideas on who you'd like to hear from next. I'm Rebecca Archer. Thank you for listening.